0: Yo, man, you're joining the up! Welcome to another episode of Post Weird, a conversation show about pop culture and the apocalypse. I am here today. My name is Zach. I'm talking with Steve. You know what Post Weird is by now, if you're here. How you doing, Steve? This pod is like the red wave. We keep promising it's going to happen, and it never shows up. <laughs> I mean, it it came. We got some real
1: di- di- like divisive stuff going on in New York. There's a there's definitely a shift. We're not a we're not a strong blue state anymore. But we never really were, if I'm being honest.
0: It, does it weird you out a little bit that Republicans would continue to use the phrase "red wave," even knowing the connotation? don't they don't they hate that yeah don't you hate women
1: reproductive anything don't you hate when women just exist at a time in a month wouldn't you call that almost abortive why is it leaving their body why is it not staying in there why is the lining being ripped when it should stay so it can make another child so that child could
0: be indentured to servitude if it really makes more sense for them to call it a red drizzle, since I know they're all pissing blood at this point anyway. Fucking old Dis- bastards. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pissing blood for your doctor. You're like, you're fine, dude. You're fine. This is, this is a great way to start the pod. Just, just making jokes <laughs>
1: about Just making jokes <laughs> about the end of lives, as always. Oh, this is great.
0: Yeah. Uh, how you been, Steve? It's been a while since we successfully recorded a podcast. We're gonna try to successfully record this one, but uh we are doing it the bummy old-fashioned way because the the internet doesn't want us to pod. We've had so many technical issues.
1: I wanna say that I think we have people out there who are hating on us. They don't want us to succeed. Hence why every time we try to pod over the last four to five weeks Something happens to our internet. Something happens to the podcast. Something happens to the audio. Something happens to the, the file. It just is crazy to feel like there are people out there who don't want to succeed, who don't want to see the boys shine. The boys who have not missed yet.
0: I I was thinking of something while you were saying that because I have spectrum internet. And then I realized I feel like you wouldn't get the reference. I am going to do a voice and, and a line. But this is from I Think You Should Leave, which, you, which I don't believe you've watched, have you? I have not, never. No. Well, there's, there's, there's a very famous bit in an episode of I Think You Can Leave that has the line in it. The guys at Spectrum think I'm just some dumb hick. They told me that at a dinner. That's how I feel like now that I have Spectrum internet and it always cuts out. They think I'm just some dumb hick recording a podcast. Joke's on them. They don't
1: know who you are. They don't know you're like the top dog. And they don't know who you are. They don't know, they don't know who do you are. Please do not say the name of my workplace. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get fucking
0: doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say wild shit on here anymore. Oh, my bad,
1: my bad. Let me be equal. I work at, I'm not going to say it. I I'm work sorry. at
0: Beyond beyond i would you know if, we all work it- if if you if you need to trash anyone for the wild should i say on the podcast definitely hit up beyond meat and tell them they're terrible matter of <laughs> we were two
1: employees from twitter it's got the a memo from Elon Musk saying you guys need to work 82 hours a week or get the fuck out and get 3 uh months of severance.
0: Yo, I'm clicking that give me the severance button so hard. Like what kind of <laughs> fucking joke is this? I still- I have loved No, uh, okay, loves is a strong word. I have liked some jobs that I've had and I would still hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> severance what? three months guaranteed i saw that tweet it was like oh you an email is gonna go out you click yes if you want to work yourself to death or you click no and you get three months of severance and then i I don't know i guess three months to find a job i would click that button even if i had my dream job <laughs> i would just be like uh ah, yeah sure give me the money for the next three months i'll figure something out
1: <laughs> three months of severance right before a recession and you're not leaving under
0: bad over the it's holidays like fired. too I get Bro, to take off easy. December, January. I'm I'm not going back to work until Valentine's Day. Fact. <laughs>
1: fuck that up. You can't fuck that up at all. I would do that easy. Isn't this? It's like a freebie. Like thank
0: you, Elon. <laughs> Please. I, I I hope you just cut that. We're just gonna post that as the clip. Is just Stephen thanks Elon Musk for all his great contributions to humanity. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know I I was I was a kind of a Elon
1: Musk hater. I just. Everything he did was like bad business practices. The thing with the black people being like made fun of. But now I am enjoying every bit of this Twitter debacle. Like there's not a moment where I don't find it hilarious. Even though it does to me mark the beginning of the end of time. Like this is this is a <laughs> thing I'll remember 40 years from now when we're in our. I'll remember when Elon walked into Twitter headquarters with a sink. <laughs> like, My God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It is weird because I'm, I'm at one point at, like I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, total collapse. Let's go. Give me all the jokes you got. And there's been a lot of good ones. On the other hand, I'm also like, damn, I've been on Twitter for 10 years and I have found like most of the people whose work I follow and like from Twitter. I've shared some of my own. I've shared some of my own work at different points via Twitter, and that's the only reason anyone ever read any of it. So I'm also like, oh, this is also horrible as an information superhighway. But also, let me see every single parody account joke, because they're all funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I Like, it's
1: funny right now, but it is really – it's 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 as bad as it sounds when you're thinking – that this, this site that people use to spread real information. I feel like we all forget that social media can be so helpful when things are really bad Oh, totally. and so helpful when people really need to access to information or access to just, whereabouts of things those any any loss missing i remember really following twitter during the george floyd to see where the people you could really yeah. see where the crowd was moving through yeah. it that's just so useful but like the day-to-day the memes are really funny but boy it's really gonna suck when it's like there's no safe space to congregate i just that's why i think i'm like my brain is starting to like master uh mastothize Whatever that word is, you know what it is around the idea of like, where do we go that's actually a safe space? Once a company comes, and or business comes, or donors come, or investors come, it's
0: over. Yeah, I I think. You're you're totally right. I mean, it's it's the beginning of the end, or, or like the middle of the end, because there was already like a lot of shit going down with like disinformation on the platform anyway. Yeah. Um, but it is it's my favorite social platform. It's basically the reason that I can't quit social media is because the the idea of having a look into. It's not even necessarily celebrities for me. It's, like, writers that I follow, comic book artists. Like, the idea of being able to follow and support and share someone's work as easily as just, like, logging in and scrolling. I don't know if that's, like, at least to me, it was never really part of my social media life before Twitter. Because, like, on Instagram, sure, you can share stuff on your story, but, like, I don't really care. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it doesn't... To me doesn't generate the same level of engagement and Facebook is a fucking garbage dumpster fire like I'm not even on there anymore, like a deactivated profile. So I'm like this really is the way that I I communicate. Are we going back to, to Tumblr? were you tumblr kid i was never really on that. i'm
1: still i'm still on tumblr i'm just i'm just on tumblr because they put they brought porn back so i'm back in (laughs) i'm 100 back in is uh, it is it
0: full is is it see i couldn't tell penetration is it okay back i wasn't sure if it was just if it was just nudes i couldn't tell from the description of the platform and i'm not not there back wow fully back I, i found some of my best scenes on tumblr we need we need to like share like does the media know this? I feel like we really need to be pushing people towards Tumblr because we the one no, thing is too uh, is the Twitter, that Twitter <laughs> don't do that. The Twitter had this sort of like no, it was bad and good. Is the moderation levels of like a like there's a whole bunch of different content allowed on Twitter, Where, whereas Instagram is like very. Uh, filtered, moderated uh people get banned and shit all the time. I feel like Twitter wasn't really like that um as long as you weren't being like an abusive piece of shit, which even then sometimes the bad part was that maybe that person still got away with it. but I feel like that's also the fear as that like we are we moving towards all of just like totally heavily moderated uh places moderated in a bad way I don't it's obviously always good to ban Nazis, but I'm like heavily moderated in the like We need, this needs to be a space for like every like kids included and stuff like that. I I don't know. I'm just rambling now, but I'm like, no,
1: no, no. You're not rambling. I I think it's there's a there's a deep fear in me, not to get super sidetracked, but there's a deep fear in me that like the world is leaning towards fascism now, and it's just we're just in a bubble, so we're not aware of it. But like that moderation and that creation of like banning things that we don't agree with, banning things that are. Go against the conservatism. I think I saw somewhere that like Chase Bank is uh, destroying accounts for people who do sex work. Like, there's a slow yeah. move towards complete like control, and this is what you're supposed to be. But I'm not trying to do like one of those like uh, Joe Rogan brain thoughts. I'm just there's a clear issue of what is like a, a safe space
0: on a site. Yeah, what does safe space really mean? Yeah, totally. I don't think you have to be a fucking joe rogan brain to think that we got we've got uh enough enough wide thinking on the left to not include that fucking piece of shit
1: just hate you know i'm i'm happy we're back we can just finally get our our shits off get our shit takes off i do love tumblr i do love tumblr i love twitter too i just feel like it's easier to like follow porn stars on twitter than it is to do on instagram it's embarrassing on instagram well on twitter it's like i'm following anderson cooper i'm following (laughs) uh kathy Hochul. you know my governor i'm following joe biden and i'm following luna star and it's whatever dog it's like it's a safe space. It's like a truly safe space, but uh, at what cost?
0: I would say, and I don't want to sound this is I, this needs so much tempering of expectations. Okay, but I do think that for live for live events, wow, I, this is it's almost not worth it. I have to temper this so much. There. Reddit has its usefulness even though it's also like can give you the darkest corners of the internet. The Reddit live threads of, of actual events unfolding I've found to be really helpful and I've seen more people echoing that it's almost like I've heard a lot about how like Google's search engine optimization has declined because so much of it is spawn con so like it's actually harder now to like google something and find what you're looking for than it was before and i've seen like uh, more than a few people comment recently about how like the best result you can now get while google while googling something is like a reddit thread while where someone has like explained it or something whatever your question is it almost reminds me of like do you remember like the yahoo answers days where you like maybe would like google something or whatever and like you might not be able to find it but then you'd you'd find like a yahoo answers it almost reminds me like a little bit of that I guess all I'm trying to say is yes, it's the shithole of the internet. But also on the surface, there's a there's a structure of some usefulness that I actually think might increase with Twitter going down the toilet. If the only thing is there's no such thing as a verified account, really. I mean, I, I guess there is, but like very little. Like it's it's all based on anonymity. So like it, it it's a different platform. I'm just trying to say. People will either find something to migrate to or someone will make something to migrate to. This is this is not it. Uh, it just might be it for Twitter eventually. <laughs> Have you heard about Mastodon? I've seen people commenting on it, but I haven't like actually looked into what it is or like made an account or anything. I, we had a
1: whole conversation over here in the house with me and Rosie about Mastodon. It's basically just, again, like servers. You get to host your own server and people get to come to your own server, which think of it almost like Discord. I was going to say, it sounds like a Discord thing. Yeah, so you guys could just chat in your own community because it feels like all internet is forcing itself back into communities. And I was trying to, you know, just get my shit up. I I don't trust the idea of community. I feel like we're all getting got by the, the... the internet slow push away from like posting to you need to go into your little circle of people and that people is what's good i just because we're all already so divisive so like i don't trust the community anymore every community feels like it's leaning a little right and i mean that in the nicest way every community is leaning from what is like leaning into conservatism in the worst way
0: is that because of the people commenting, though? Because I feel like this, this the whole entire almost, like, internet troll movement is now, like, has direct ties to, like, the right and the alt-right. So I just feel like the increasing number of posters that are, like, basically political trolls are now just like regular people with shit opinions like they don't even know they're yeah. trolls but they are they don't know they're trolls they don't know they're, they don't know they're like sleeper cells for right-wing
1: agenda they don't know their tucker carlson pundits they don't know anything they just think they're they they they're internet and now they're regurgitating it the same way we are sometimes but fucking get off the internet i don't know i do, sound like an old man do
0: we need to move back to forums though because i loved a good forum back in the day
1: oh i love a good forum i love a
0: good forum should we create a forum just for our friends i know we have slack but like should we have a forum i don't know that that the nostalgia would be hitting with that one i just you know what it is
1: i miss moments on the internet where it doesn't feel you like politics like i want a forum of a conversation dozens of times where it's like is water soup is tea soup i just want to see people talk about it for hours i i miss when we could just post on the internet really wild shit and it was like a safe space because i was like i was like 15 18 i just missed the freedom to be like oh, the only people who are seeing this are my friends i miss being told hey steven take this down because it's fucking terrible i want that <laughs> amount of internet where it's like i'm truly just speaking to my people i don't want my boss to see my stuff i don't want co-workers to see i don't want friends i don't some friends to see stuff. i just want the 12 people who are my real friends to be in a chat <laughs> together talking about i don't know uh D Wayne's daughter
0: <laughs> i thought i thought you were going to say anime like i was like i was about to finish no, your sentence no, 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 cuz no. like i was like you know you know what it really is <laughs> um yeah i i don't know it it, it has been funny funny to watch uh, do you want to talk about uh Black Panther or was or is uh. I feel like we should lead. <laughs> I feel like we should lead with it since it's like the big news story of this past weekend. I saw it on what did I see Sunday night? You saw it last night. It's gonna probably be like the biggest movie of the year. Maybe it'll be close between that and Avatar. Probably. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. So so it's get hype. Convince me that Black Panther will kind of forever was a good movie steve what did you think
1: it's not a hype movie that's what i feel like it's really hard to do it's not a hype movie where i don't think it has the high highs of like the first black panther it's just because everybody it's carrying like real weight behind it just by it existing we have to deal with the passing of chadwick Boseman. we have to deal with how do we move forward without t'challa how do we how do all these characters move forward when the king has died like it's a good movie in the sense that it exists through that sadness it does take me forward through the sadness, but I I've been struggling with how to feel about it. Like I I felt like I came out of Love uh, Love and Thunder with real like this was fucking stupid, <laughs> or I came out of Spider Man like yo know, I was so blinded by my nostalgia and I actually like the story or I I like Shang Chi, but I feel like this one it almost feels like I saw it I leave it I want to talk about it, but I also feel like I don't want to.
0: <laughs> i i first of all there's going to be spoilers in this conversation because we can't really do a full conversation about it without spoilers so if you haven't seen black panther Wakanda forever yet we might want to skip this part of the conversation um i want to start with some good things first because i feel like i'm always shitting on these movies and i will i know you are you will <laughs> but you i definitely but i want to start with something on black man's work as always
1: <laughs> As Damn. always, every time you <laughs> no, get a chance.
0: When we talked about this before, I said, I believe in Ryan Coogler. I can't remember if that ended up on a podcast that actually went live or one that didn't work. <laughs> I don't remember. But I have been adamant that I believe in Ryan Coogler. I don't think he's made a bad movie. I think he might be the best director working in the you know, Marvel system right now. And so I just want to start by saying... I think comparatively to some of the things that we've seen lately this movie is shot beautifully there's still a couple like cgi standout scenes that i'm sort of like all right i I could have done without that but in general his world building and then the way he shoots that world is better than anyone else working in marvel and the creation of wakanda as a real living place that's shot with care, and with with a whole lot of artfulness, is maybe one of the best things that is in the current MCU. Like I I, I felt that way after seeing the first movie. I still feel that way after seeing the second movie, especially when you add in, um, you know, the building of of Namor and. His city, which isn't Atlantis, even though that's what it is in the comics. I'm totally blanking on the name of it now. Um Talocan. Talocan. Thank you. Um, I've seen it, so I'm fresh. <laughs> yeah, I know it was Atlantis in the comics, and I, I was blanking. The creation of that world, too, I think is in line with his creation of Wakanda, where you're just like, this is a visually stunning movie with a real world that these characters exist in, which I think is different from some of the weird set dressing that we get in some other marvel movies where it's just like oh this is in eastern europe somewhere don't worry about it or like this is yeah, this, this is, is a, some country queens don't yeah worry don't worry about it it's like even though these are fake places they feel more alive than when marvel shoots real places and i think that's a huge credit to the craftspeople that are working on that set and to Kugler himself to put that much effort into like showing the world i would say If you like that in the first Black Panther movie, you will like it in this movie.
1: Yeah, I think you're you're hitting it right on on the nail, where nail on the head. You're hitting the (laughs) nail on the head. Ryan is he's he's doing it, man. Especially, I feel like become disillusioned by the Marvelness. We couldn't. I can't tell you if it's the pandemic fatigue or if it's just superhero fatigue. But there's there's been a cheapness to all these movies that has exhausted me from last year where I'm riding no matter what to this year I'm like okay I'm getting tired of this weird green screen thing where everyone's green screen and it all looks fake screen Brian cooler direction just purely direct just seeing what when I'm looking at the screen I could be muted and watching this and I'm like why well, he everything is full of life the water scenes are, are vibrant and they, they exist and the people in it exist yeah even when we get to talokan we're seeing Shuri just like in her stupid suit just watch the people for like five minutes that is necessary that no other marvel film will do i think of like doctor strange and multiverse of madness where steven gets put into a different universe and it's just like yeah it's just like your universe just spray. they're not even trying to yeah. make it seem like it matters that's a great or that's like- a great point of comparison it's, it doesn't matter, we're in a different universe, it doesn't matter, but, like, you're, like, you get to see these, these see people just exist. <laughs> just exist. Just, like, hey, I'm gonna buy some fruit. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Like, that's such, it's so subtle, and it's so great, and it's perfection. And we get to see Wakanda so many times in this, this movie, where there's just people walking around with nice, colorful clothes, people who are just existing. Yeah. And that's it's how you set up a world, and as the universe is, like, done i have no problem with just them existing and i, I just really enjoyed that
0: yeah totally like i said i think that's one of the best things in the mcu and i i think that's a huge credit to kugler and and the other people his team that's that's working on this i'd be interested to see how they carry that forward from this movie because obviously Wakanda is going to continue being a huge part of the story but I think as we're going to talk about I'm not entirely sure where they go next but I would say that if you're looking to experience uh, I think this delivers on a visual experience of a movie I think the issues that we have are primarily within the story but I don't think you're going to be disappointed watching this on a huge screen which is what i was hearing from some people with like with thor love and thunder i can't speak to personal experiences i didn't go see it but i've seen people share clips of it and and like i'm stealing this joke from from a tweet that i saw but someone was basically like this looks like a playstation commercial like it like it doesn't like there's nothing really artful in how this is set up or shot it's like obviously just shot on a lot in atlanta and and just has, like, a, a lot of colors on it. And, like, that's it. Whereas I feel like this feels like a real place. And the, they deserve credit for that. Because I don't feel like the Marvel Universe has felt very alive in the last few iterations of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I was saying to you, Off-Pod, like, the difference between how Christian Bale, so like him or love him, he is one of the greats. Is is one of the greats of an actor. And him in Love and Thunder... Him in *Love and Thunder* feels like nothing. He feels like he's just—he's just here to move the board. And the plot isn't strong; it's just a move to the plot forward. Namor in this is a—is like a person. He's an anti-villain. He's an anti-hero. But I get it. I get. It. I get it so well, and I'm like, yo, I'm—I'm kind of with it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck colonization. Why would I be <laughs> down for colonization? But it's just crazy how Gore, the God Butcher. Great actor, someone who people like consider prestigious and uh, don't know the person. That I don't have in front of me. Namor is just brand new, and he's fucking. I'm, I'm. It's empathizing. He's eating the scenery. He's incredible. He doesn't even yell. Like there's a scene where he's pressing Angela Bassett, and he's just like intense. He's scene. like whisper shouting. <laughs> he's like oh, I was, I was, I was. he's like intense in front of her. Yeah, and he's speaking
0: so emotionally I love it man that was going to be the other thing I was going to bring up that I think deserves some positive spotlight for this movie is that the same way that the the locations and the world is shot with care I really think that like this these movies do a great job of humanizing the villain and so that you actually have a reason to empathize with them and it doesn't feel fake I think sometimes it's like You know, you you learn about the backstory of a villain and it's just sort of like it it can fall flat. It's not always good. You're sort of like, okay, well, you just show me this. But this person's still like a mass murderer and a terrorist. Why would I why would I care? But I feel like the two Black Panther movies are a great example of how to show a villain or an antihero as like a complete person with a backstory, with a reason to root for them for a reason to like understand the emotional stakes of the story which I don't think some of these stories have emotional stakes and so to be able to understand that within the villain is done really well because in this case you you absolutely understand why Namor is doing what he's doing and I feel like in some cases that's totally missed from a movie and you just get a subpar villain that's like not really memorable. It's just there to set up so that the hero can knock it down. In this case, you're sort of like, well, he's, I don't agree with the attack on Wakanda, but he's got a point. <laughs> he's, he's got a, he's got a point. He just wants to be left
1: alone. He's, he's existed thousands of years when we get, we finally meet him. He's been alive a long time and he, all he's really looking for is to be untouched because the, the white man will cause problems immense people
0: it's the french (laughs) it's literally in this movie it's literally the french that's not even a joke (laughs) i
1: love that i love that so much like the scene where angela bassett comes to the u.n and just yells at the French and then brings them (laughs) their soldiers back after they try to sneak
0: attack them love it do you think they changed that internationally like do you think in the in the u.s version it's france because they know that like deep down we we just don't fuck with the french but like if you watch yeah, it in france it's like it just says great britain yeah. <laughs> like a, like <laughs> do you think the they Brits? change it they just put like the 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 enemy not enemy but like the the sort of like rival country to the to the other i feel like that'd be a pretty funny joke <laughs> but i but that's i guess it's a, a solid solid joke <laughs> but i did find that really interesting and i i feel like if we're complimenting the movie i think the first I don't remember how long it was. I'll just throw out the first hour was was really good. I like that Angela Bassett led sort of like first half. The the um the sort of like early battle over the Vibranium and then also her at the UN and her trying to like rally the troops back in Wakanda to like make smart decisions but also clearly like Taking over this this leadership role for the people in the wake of uh T'Challa passing away like I feel like that I wanted more of that movie, and so I will say too that I feel like that part is the part that works worked best for me i was I was pretty sold on this movie for the first again I don't remember the exact time frame but i'll just I'll just say the first hour
1: I think the stuff that really works in this movie shines really well it just doesn't have these like these deep highs of like of like the first time you see a spider-man movie when you're a little kid like the first black panther movie it just has more like emotional highs and i think anything that holds this movie back not to get into our cons yet but the stuff that really holds this movie back are just marvelisms when we have to do the marvel stuff we have to do the future stuff we have to do the future it's that sort the of movie fucking lack because the entire time you could tell is really sad about losing Chad and you can tell he's re- he's like putting it like pen to paper so every scene is dripping with like emotional intent every person's like there's real long moments on people's faces like when we see ok- Okoye in the beginning bringing down Chala's casket and it's like a second half of her just tears in her eyes perfection and then you see them do the when they're bringing his uh casket down the road and it's just like everyone dressed in white and they're just dancing through the sadness it's incredible that shit is incredible yeah we could have done a real sequel where it's not like a marvelism and it's just like a funeral (laughs) that shit would have
0: fucking hit honestly as far as like an emotional stakes of the movie the idea of trying to honor your now passed away leader maintain a sense of unity in the community sort of led by angela bassett's character while also trying to understand how understand the commonalities with this this other culture that is that you're now sort of being pitted against like by namor and his people the, the low stakes the low stakes version of this movie, not not that a real death would ever ever be low stakes, but I mean from like the action perspective of the movie, I think is a better movie. I don't think Marvel knows how to let those quiet moments last. That's just not them. Like I can't think of many moments like that over the course of especially this phase. Um, but like even even something like Aunt May's death in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. It's really tragic in the moment that it happens. And, like, there's a few good scenes about it. But then, I mean, I would say that that's fairly well. That maybe is the best example of them handling it well. But at the same time, you're sort of, like, skipping past it because you still need to make a joke about how Ned can open portals now. Like, you still, like, it's, you can't maintain that sort of level of seriousness and emotional stakes while also making the silliness work for kids basically
1: yeah i think that they have a real hard problem of sticking the landing they don't let any of the the real deep emotional moments linger i i think about the main dying scene a lot because for that trilogy for what it was even if you don't like the final bit if it's just like too much nostalgia and not a good plot this is like the first time in a long time we see that Peter really have to lose and then come back yeah. from it. And we feel that at the end. But I feel like you feel that as people who have been with the character Spider-Man for like 10, 20 years, I've been feeling that just from what was on the screen. It's like they're taking advantage of the fact that you know that Peter loses a lot. You know that Peter yeah. constantly gets taken from and but on the screen they don't let that linger. And it feels like Ryan Cougar does his best to try and do that. I think even the final scene before we get the post credit scene where it's just Shiri crying. Yeah. And then it just cuts to Black Panther to walk out. that's good. That's a good ending. Yeah.
0: I think though that that in like that inability to handle the sustained emotional heft that you need Is exactly why this movie ends up like not working entirely for me past what we've mentioned because it this should be a movie about recovering from losing T'Challa but they also then I was basically out when they killed Ramada Angela Bassett's character she's carrying this movie she's the best actor in the cast to portray that grief that that has settled in because of this actual real event. You can't raise the stakes anymore. Chadwick Boseman is dead. Like, you can't can't try to raise the stakes by then killing off a fictional character. It doesn't add anything. It's not a value add to the movie to provide some sort of motivation. The motivation to be a hero already exists. There is no hero. The real-life guy is dead. So, like, I feel like the movie lost me with that decision to be like, know what we need is a fake death to up the stakes you you just don't need it the movie is way better as an exploration of this family and community grief about this real person than it could ever add to by killing a fake person and then you lose angela bassett like what's what's the fucking point she's she's carried the movie to that point
1: yeah at, at this point i completely agree with you i'm like did they kill her because she's too expensive because this is bad writing like we have real life death on this movie. There's so much weight just by this movie yeah. existing. We don't need another character passing away. We know And if we're being honest, we don't even have enough time to really even mourn Angela Bassett the same way we mourn T'Challa. And we yeah. just—they just do. What they know, like you, the viewer is supposed to just take it and run with it. And you know, Shuri is supposed to run with this, and it's supposed to like revitalize her and give her the energy. But it just feels so. It just feels unnecessary. Like, she's already lost. The entire... All of what Cherie's going through is because she misses her brother. She mourns her brother. We don't need to lose Angela.
0: It's just cruel. I needed... Instead of the death scene, I needed, like, two or three more scenes of Angela Bassett and Letitia Wright arguing about the right thing to do in the wake of, you know, there no longer being a Black Panther. Like, I needed the weight of like how does a family keep it together after this and also figure out the person who's going to be a superhero like i needed more yeah. of that discussion and then you that. you rob that by basically saying no shuri's got to figure this out through uh through like talking to her her elders in the ancestral plane the ancestral plane, the ancestral plane. yeah so i was i was forgetting the phrase like i just like, I and I like the inclusion of Michael B. Jordan in this movie, but I, I'm also just like, why couldn't there be more people present around her in the movie that just, like, could have just been there? Like, there's really just no reason for it. And
1: I yeah, I, 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 I
0: was just started to be out after that.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I feel like I was really in it. I think everything, until, like, right when Angela Bassett dies is when I'm out. Because by this point, we're in a third act. Even sh- even uh, up until that point, it feels like there's clearly trying to do the stages of grief, and Michael B. Jordan's appearance is like her going in rage part of it. Yeah, it almost feels like the stages of grief, one to five. It's more like she jumps around. Yeah, and at the end we get to acceptance, and this is when Michael B. Jordan comes around. She's like, I'm angry, so I'm gonna become the Black Panther, and it's it's a good scene, but it just feels like again. That losing angela bassett carries so much weight because we're like we just lost a real character so i'm not like oh this is just a superhero movie she lost her mother it just doesn't matter we just keep moving forward i was like oh that fucking sucks. especially after angela bassett had been carrying for an hour yeah. and a half and i feel she, oh sorry continue no and i was gonna say that scene where she t- she yells at okoye for losing shuri and she like, have i not lost have
0: i yeah bro. it's so good it's she's it's world good. class and and I'm sorry, but I, this is where we have to get to the part where I just I'm sliding down the hill of negative. I see it. <laughs> part of the reason that her death doesn't work from a writing, aside from a writing standpoint, and that I think it's just like poorly written in its inclusion, it's also because you remove the emotional core of the movie to that point because Letitia Wright, is not a good enough actress to carry this movie and i think that's evident pretty quickly and i i hate to say that because i feel like i was one of the people that like really found her charismatic and charming in the first one i don't know if this some of the on-set stuff contributed to her performance i don't know if like like what was going on behind the scenes I, i I'm sorry, I didn't feel like she had it in this movie. And maybe it's because she's being asked to be a dramatic actor in a lot of these scenes when really she's sort of like charismatic, comedic relief in the first movie. She just needs to come in and steal three scenes and she's out. Yeah. yeah. And in this one, she's really asked to do a lot, especially in the later half of the movie. And I, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. It's really hard to imagine her sharing the screen for an entire movie with some of the top of the line talent that the mcu still has like i just she's gonna get blown off the screen it happens in in this movie it happens every scene in this movie like her having a conversation
1: in baku when she becomes the black panther and he's like towering over she he's blowing out the water dog her having a conversation with younger right before she takes the flower lupita nyong'o is blowing her out the water and and i don't even feel like we have enough scenes with lupita nyong'o in this film and every scene she's in fucking she's killing the scene in haiti where she's with the kids when she first sees angela bassin she just like kills it yeah kills it no everyone okay okoye how many times has she shed tears in this movie kills it any scene with a T-shirt, right? It's good, it's fine, it's fun. But that's not her. Role. She's not a. She's not leading the movie. And I, I, I don't want to be a hater. I'm just saying, good try. Right? But you're not. You're not the lead of this movie. Like, yo, we're not even talking Namor. Her working opposite Namor is like, yo, holy shit, this dude, is fucking killing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. It's just the thing is is that I don't want to be mean and say that it's bad, but it's just like when you look at this cast and how many talented people are on it. When you're thinking about who can lead a movie, uh, Lupita can lead a movie. Like she's a fucking star. Like uh, that, that Nakia can be a main character in a Black Panther movie. I have no doubts. Akoya can be a lead character in a Black Panther movie. I have no doubt. So like when you're looking. at... When you're going down the list and you're just like, oh, so we've got a bunch of world-class actors and the person that who's going to lead the emotional weight of this third act and become the new star is the person who in the top, I don't know, six, seven people that are in the movie is actually the worst actor of those six or seven. It's tough. I'm sorry.
1: It's tough, man. It really is tough. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not hating to the point. I'm like, I don't... I just think... I just think this film, because of the weight of it going into it, everyone who's on screen is giving it everything they possibly can. And you're seeing, like, it's like watching theater. Once you get out of these, like, emotional, once you get out of these, like, heavy set piece moments, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking when we're just, like, two people talking to each other. There's a lot of talking to each other moments in this movie because it's emotional. It's, like, some time characters are actually speaking to each other that are not just trying to lead us to the next plot. Like Namor talking to her in that underwater c- uh, cave, he's killing that scene as he expresses yeah. himself. He's killing that scene. Everyone, uh, Angela Bassett talking to the <sighs> Shuri right outside the water before they run into Namor, she's killing that scene, dog. It's just not, everyone is like, yo, we lost someone, and I'm going to pour it on the page. And I just don't think she does it yet. I don't want to be able but I just don't feel like she. But it's also like you get you get pushed into things, so good for you. You know, you just got to keep pushing. Maybe about a third Black Panther should be different. People get better. I just don't feel – I feel like this movie, Winston Duke shined and he was barely in it. Yeah, that's, he that's true. He killed, bro. He I'm like, put this it. guy in more movies. He killed.
0: <laughs> All his
1: jokes landed. He got punched in the chest and I was like, oh, shit, I felt that.
0: I'm already thinking about Creed 4 and how we can put Winston Duke in a Creed movie. Like, oh, let's be, yeah. go. <laughs> it has to be Winston Duke is next. Because first, all so dude is built like a fucking gorilla. So, like, let's just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even the inclusion of Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams in this movie, I-, I think, although it, we'll talk about some of the things that are maybe added onto the movie, because for some reason it's two hours and 40 minutes, which I think is a mistake. But I feel like even at times, that Riri story, to me, was somehow managed to be just as compelling on screen as the Shuri story, even though there's not the emotional weight behind it, just because I felt like Dominique Thorne was at least having fun with it. She gets to be that character that just needs to steal a couple scenes and be charismatic and crack a couple jokes and then gets a cool suit. And, like, she finds herself in the position that Letitia Wright was in in the first Black Panther, and she does a really good job with it. And so in that case, because the responsibilities are sort of, like, Lesser, she's actually better in this movie. Maybe that will change when you, you know, spend eight hours with her or whatever in the Ironheart show. But, like, I actually liked her inclusion in this movie. I know you have some different feelings, but I actually enjoyed that part.
1: I'm just here to make the movie more sharper. So, like, first, first, we got to get rid of Agent Ross. The entire Agent Ross scenes are just here to set up Thunderbolts. I don't care about Thunderbolts right now. I think. I think I know Marvel has to, but I think just, yo know, man, you know, we're here because this, this nigga died, right? Can we just have a movie that is just about that for once? I don't think we need to do the, the massive setup. It's cool. Him having a son at the end, all I need to know, okay, everyone gets a kid at the end of a Phase 4. I get it. I don't need anything else. Agent Rossi needs to go. And... I love the Riri scenes. I think they're great. I think the actress does a great job. I, I like the laugh. I like the. I like the bit. She's f- bad. Iron Man suit. Dude's like, yo, she got an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Good bit. Still don't need it because it it doesn't do anything for the movie. She's just here to push us down the road. For inclusion for characters. I just want a movie that's like normally i don't want this normally i want like a little bit of like world building and i think just the inclusion of talo khan was enough world and i needed yeah you wanted the rest to be intimate Uh, understand i need the intimate moments man
0: i I agree with i think the agent ross stuff and the um who is julia louis Dreyfus playing She's playing. I
1: don't know. A summer. I don't. know. She's supposed to be. I guess the leader. Of I don't vulnerable. fucking care. I, care.
0: I, I, I see. Care. The thing is, I actually think that the inclusion of them is one of the most egregious overreaches in Marvel plot, and there's been a lot of them. They literally don't do anything. Like, yeah. th- there's. They only intersect at the end because Shuri shows up to save him. But that's only to, like, reunite them on screen for a second. Like, it really has nothing to do with the plot. At nothing. no point do, like, uh, human... Uh, or not human. Do, at no point do, like, uh, UN forces or whatever organization that they're, like, representing or work for, the CIA or whatever, they don't show up. There's nothing There's nothing there. Like, there's there's no reason for them to be in this movie. And it's, like, pretty... Like I said, it's pretty egregious. Like, you, there's not a single thing you can point to and be like, well, the plot needed this to happen. You could literally just cut their scenes and you'd have the same movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's because I know be like, oh, and when you first see him, he helps give them information. But I'm like, it's a Marvel movie. People get information out their ass all the time. It doesn't fucking matter. It, she could have looked it up on her smart genius brain yeah, and figured it out. So it doesn't he, t- matter. he tells
0: her that there's a scientist. So what okay, if sure. just instead Whatever. like like there's like a, they could have literally like just show Shuri on the computer doing like research or like have uh, have uh, Riri Williams have like, I don't know, tag tag the design or something like I don't know, like there's other reason do- to bring it in. It doesn't in.
1: matter. Tony Stark figured out time travel in half a night. It doesn't need to <laughs> we make can sense. figure out a way for them <laughs> to figure mean- out that Riri Williams built this device. It doesn't need to make
0: sense. I don't need a connection, man, to ma- help me connect
1: the dots. <laughs> it just needs to go to the next bit.
0: The reason that I I like Riri Williams' parts, though, is that I said this to you before we started the pod. But I think if you need, if you're committed to that scientist character in your script that has created this vibranium locator, and you need that character anyway, you might as well make that character someone who both can like fit into the plot of this movie you know she in this case she's a similar age to shuri like there's a whole lot of like she can fit into this plot and be the scientist character and also launch a show and it doesn't feel egregious to my point about ross like it just feels like well if she wasn't there then it would have been some other scientist from the marvel universe or it would have been some other random you know B- or C-list actor that got a cameo in Marvel just so they could kidnap him or her. Like, it just... It makes sense to include that character as a fully fleshed-out person, which is why I don't mind that she's in this. Whereas the other stuff, I'm like, that literally did nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: if it's fluff, cut it. But I think Riri some of the best... She's a better fluff. Agent Ross fluff is
0: fucking unnecessary. It's two hours and 40 minutes. There's There's a, like maybe like a solid one hour 50 in here like i
1: like i legitimately think nah, that it's a two two, two hour 20 minutes, minutes. you only cutting a half an hour i'm i'm, I'm in half an, <laughs> I'm cutting right, half an hour all right all right i want, that's I want generous. to linger on this bro i need a
0: <laughs> give me more linger that's all i want where do you think that they go from there like we basically got out all the stuff that we liked or didn't liked about it but i think one of the interesting things is like obviously the plan was for chadwick boseman to be at the center of the mcu for a while and that unfortunately isn't going to happen there has to be more black panther movies whether it's latisha right or not honestly like like she could be used as the crux of this movie and then they could change it in that like i i don't know i'm just saying like how does wakanda exist in the marvel universe moving forward and like what do you even think that like a, a trilogy looks like
1: I think I've been thinking about this a lot. I think there's a it's a it's a good chance we're gonna get a T'Challa at some point down the road that comes from what happens with Secret Wars. I think we'll have to accept it. And I think I think when we do get a new T'Challa, I think it'll unwrite all of the weight of this movie. And because it is a corporation that truly uh, moving forward rather than like a tight knit
0: trilogy, they're not. Gonna do shit. I I can I, I, t- I can tell you what they can do. Without yeah. rewriting T'Challa, without changing that goodbye and stuff, and without recasting that part. And it's what I partially wanted them to do in this one, but this movie doesn't really deal with the multiverse at all. Um, first, I think it's the first Marvel property in a while to like not even like mention it. Um, Thank God. Bring back Michael B. Jordan and just have him be from a different universe, where he was raised in Wakanda or whatever. Like, Michael B. Jordan is already a piece now of your two movies. He's a star. Just just bring Michael B. Jordan back as an alt version of Killmonger and let's go. I, I, I've wanted that since ever since they were talking about who was going to be Black Panther in two. You don't have to rewrite anything. You still get a great send-off. You add to the legacy of the character and you get Michael B. Jordan in your movie. I, I can't think of a better...
1: No no who was who the who is the black man from snowfall i've been hearing a lot about him I, I don't know his name i think he looks the part i just i don't want that i honestly i really don't even know i don't like any of what i'm seeing i just i'm just not ready i don't think i'm really ready for it to be over i'm still as a character was really excited about t'challa i remember seeing him in uh civil war the first time and just feeling like yo this this dude fucks he's beaten dudes <laughs> in slacks and church shoes, bro. It's awesome. He's and now so he's good. gone yeah. for natural reasons and it sucks and we have to just move forward. And I selfishly I want more of the character, but I'm also not I'm not excited to see comic book shit happen with the character. And I just move forward through it. You know, I kind of want to enjoy my own little morning a little longer. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm like, I don't think that they should recast it or use the same name. To me, that doesn't really interest me. I think there are more creative ways to plug a star back in and still have someone with star power be Black Panther without needing to, to like, rewrite that character or recast that character, which is why I'm saying you, you just don't need to do that. Like, you already have Michael B. Jordan in the cast of your movie. Like you can easily like it's easily explained like you can just have him come through the f- crack in the multiverse or whatever he comes out yeah, of the multiverse crack, multiverse's crack and and he's just like oh i you know i rule wakanda in my world and they're like what you were a villain here and he gets to like learn about this version of himself and what that version of himself went through and try to become accepted by Wakanda as a different kind of leader than the previous version of him was. We can fucking write this shit now. Like this, it's not that hard or complicated. you hire me, bro. Hire me.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm available.
0: Um, I mean, Michael B. Jordan's not as good as an actor as Chadwick Boseman. I think that's why you need to stay away from recasting because how much of, how much of what's interesting about that character is because of what's on the page and the name T'Challa and what's interesting because of Chadwick Boseman. I, feel like that part is interesting because Chadwick Boseman is playing him. I have no interest in seeing like a different version of T'Challa. I really don't care.
1: Yeah, man. I don't even think Michael B. Jordan's not a great actor. He has moments where he shines, but he's not I'm not going to Creed to see Michael B. Jordan, but now I am, you know, for Creed 3. And I'm excited (laughs) to see if he can actually carry it.
0: I don't think that he's, like, a tremendous actor, but I do think he has a presence on screen that, like, stars have. Like, he's very charismatic, even when he's, like, can't deliver his lines. (laughs) Like, it's just just straight up. Like, there's some things where you can... You see him stretching his acting ability, even in the first Black Panther. But you're also kind of, like... I don't care because he's doing it with such confidence that it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like he's got really good. He's really charismatic, but he has bad line delivery.
0: Yeah. I, and, and that's just at that point, it is what it is. If you go back to some, we have some great stars that are still like had did action movies for like 30 years and, and like they're legends now and they can't fucking act. <laughs> what yeah. they can do is look the audience dead in the eye and be like i will convince you that i can beat this person up or that i can survive this like it doesn't really there's a certain level of acting that's just like beyond some line delivery it's just like you either have it or you don't
1: not, not to jump too far ahead i do think i was really happy that when this movie was over that we didn't have a, a, a post-credit scene like i was so fucking happy if there
0: would have been a thunderbolts post-credit scene i would have fucking i would have shit so, on this I, it movie just way ended. harder in this podcast <laughs> it just, it just
1: <laughs> ends and i'm like oh thank god we get the thing about his kid I, I think that scene that's the first scene in the movie where i was like oh, i'm actually about to cry yeah totally it really got me it really got me because it's like uh he's a little haitian kid his name's toussaint all of it just clicked for me i'm like hades like the first country to be
0: freed from slavery like it all hit for it was like, oh
1: shit i'm gonna cry
0: yeah no agreed I, there are moments in this movie so i i don't i don't want to continue too much on the bad stuff i think it's definitely worth seeing i know that people were seeing it i went i went to my local independent theater where i see most of the movies and like i love the people there but their theaters are usually not full which is fantastic because i I I like don't want to hear you (laughs) during the movie, but there was, there was, it was like a full theater. It was a full theater as I've seen, I think in my time going there and I go there like all the time. So like people were out to see this movie. Um, So, I mean, like I hope people got something from it, even if it's just the ability to say goodbye to, to Chadwick. I mean, like even if that's what you went to the theater trying to get and you came away thinking, I got to see that funeral scene and I got to see that, mid-credits scene and that makes me feel better about someone I cared about then I think at the end of the day the movie accomplished what it set out to do everything else is 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 like extra anything else that you can take away from the movie is extra
1: yeah I feel like the emotional weight for this film carries itself so much more other Marvel films at least for it it's 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 the first one I'm like I left and I felt like we felt something this 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 did something, but it carried real life debt. So, you know, I might just be blinded here. Maybe three years from now, we'll have a conversation removed from the morning period. And we'll just be like, yeah, it was fine. It was just a fine movie.
0: Yeah. And that's okay for that to happen. It's okay to have like an emotional investment in something, even if it's not that good or or yeah. whatever it ends up being. Um, that's Black Panther 2. That's... Um, that's... Not more. It's going to be uh like i said maybe one of the biggest if not the biggest movie of the year and it's the is this the last movie what is the next marvel movie i can't even tell you um it's ant- oh it's ant man in spring February. Or, yeah or yeah okay yeah i don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't care. know
1: that, that trailer is not fun man i know i know it's gonna be a thing i just don't
0: i don't know I honestly and this really has nothing to do with everything that we were talking about, Black Panther, and more to do just with like general fatigue, which I've expressed before on this podcast. I came out of that movie thinking, Alright, I'm I'm happy that this movie was an opportunity to, you know, honor this person and I'm glad that Coogler did a good job of making it look great. I'm kinda done. Like, I, I'm so far out on this stuff that, like, I'm just, like, I can't even name to you the next movie that's going to come out that I'm, like, actively interested in.
1: I can't. I know what I'm... I'm waiting for Plastic 4. I'm waiting for X-Men stuff. That's it. And I'm waiting for Spider-Man. Deadpool 3. Spider-Man. Deadpool. but, you know, fucking Tom Holland is being a little bitch right now. He's <laughs> circling the drain. He's just like, I am not ready? I won't... He's, he's probably getting the... Bag, bag. Oh, you know? for <laughs> sure. Because he Bro, needs to, to come back. Billy. They set
0: that up too well. He'll be
1: back, hundred percent. I put Billy, money on when it. he comes back. He's just like, yo, I'm gonna tell him when I'm ready, and I'm outside having sex with this light skin girl named <laughs> diet What's up? I this nigga was in fucking and just like walking around. So I'm like, he's just look at the random Tom Holland spot in photos. He's living. <laughs> he's just outside, aging like milk. <laughs> aging like milk. Bro, he used to look younger than me. Now he looks older than me. <laughs> What's I will on?
0: I will buy a ticket for Fantastic 4. I will see anything X-Men and I will buy a ticket for Spider-Man, but that's not really saying that much cuz I would it could be Spider-Man 17 and I'd still go see it cuz I just love Spider-Man. But like as far as the actual setup of of some of of these upcoming movies, I'm just like so far out I'm like I don't I, they have not delivered, I don't think any sort of like standalone not even standalone, just like a movie property there was like beginning to end. This was enjoyable. Very few notes. You nailed it. I don't remember the last time I felt that. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to belabor it on the podcast as I've already done that a bunch as we talked about the shows. But I really, truly left there thinking, OK, that was great. I'm glad I saw it. Don't know when I'll see another one. Just straight up.
1: <laughs> I know I'll see another one. I, I'm I'm in it until the, the fucking wheels fall off. I'm just a little disappointed.
0: That's all. Yeah. We'll see if some of the bigger properties can rescue it. We're now almost an hour into this podcast. I feel like that was a really good summary of Black Panther, though. I'm proud of us.
1: Truly didn't even (laughs) discuss Namor's beautiful skin. We didn't discuss how... like yo, I could smell the vaginal fluid discharge every time Namor came out of the water. Did you see the tweets
0: about... um... There were some tweets going around like an hour before uh uh we started this podcast or I guess yeah that were like showing different stills from the trailer or like promotional stills and the movie and showing how they clearly uh photoshopped out his dick like that there, there was way too much you you could see way too much in too the much shorts dick, and they dick, literally had to to like it's not photoshop but they had to digitally edit this man's dick and balls. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the he instead of having all those weird dots on their
1: body, the dots on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we gotta make this this dick, this big dick smaller.
0: Imagine you you get a part in a movie, and the director comes up to you, and you just and and the director's just like, "Ah, Steve, I'm sorry we we gotta add this thing to you on the scene. Your your dick is just too big. Oh, what? <laughs> we we gotta digitally alter your penis."
1: It's I mean, really it's kind of a flex. It's a flex. <laughs> I, I'm not mad. I'm like, oh shit, cool. I w- I just would prefer told to me through the sexual coordinator. I don't need to, I don't need Ryan coming to me like, yo, you got too much dick, bro, with that like heavy LA accent he's got.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna
1: get really offended really fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I know we had a couple other topics, no, but I don't know how long we should go it. on the pod. Should we call what? it? Because we did a great job on this and we shouldn't ruin it with talk about conspiracy theorists. And, and, <clears throat> let's uh, just call it. Please call it. All right. This was Post Weird. Talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hopefully we'll be bringing more of them to you soon. Make sure you check out some, <laughs> some potential special episodes for christmas we're gonna to try to do something special steve and i will be together over new year's not just steve and i there'll be a group of other people as well <laughs> but yeah. i made <laughs> it sound like you and i were just like meeting up for new year's it's like oh we just
1: leave <laughs> our families for each other i mean everyone thinks it's coming it's gonna happen
0: uh holidays are coming up uh make sure you enjoy those Yo, man, tell the people you love that you love them have a good time we'll talk to you Thank <music> you.